Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode five of the Simply Wellen podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, or TV shows, we've got the show for you. Uh, and this week, actually, we have <laughs> kind of a dreaded show for us. We decided <laughs> to go into the abyss. <laughs> And uh, that we just we forced ourselves into seeing Morbius. We justified it by the podcast. We were like, "Well, we got to watch it for the podcast. Yeah, we got to see it." <laughs> like we weren't happy about going to go see it. We almost didn't see it, but we were like committed. We said it last week on on the podcast that we we're going to see it, so we had to. Um, but uh, without uh, without getting too into that, it should give us some interesting discussion, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we get into that discussion for the week, we have to talk about E3 being canceled. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed. Obi-Wan has been delayed. The Crow reboot is back again. <laughs> Moon Knight reviews are in. And uh, the Game of Thrones prequel actually has a release date, finally. My whole thing, so for Kenobi... Maybe you could let me get to it, baby. Oh, word, yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you ready to get into the news? I... Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> All right, so we'll start off the top. Uh, the Entertainment Software Association that runs E3 announced that in addition to not holding a uh, physical convention, they will not be holding a digital conference either in 2022. So last year, basically, due to COVID, they, um, they just held like a, a virtual E3. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so they released a statement this year, like just this week, that said E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase that celebrates new and exciting video games and industry innovations. We previously announced that E3 would not be held in person in 2022 due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19. Today, we announced there will not there will also be no digital E3 showcase in 2022. Uh, they go on to say that basically they uh, <clears throat> they're instead devoting all their energy and resources to delivering. Quote, a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. Whether enjoyed from the show floor or your favorite devices, the 2023 showcase will bring the community, media, and industry back together in an all-new format and interactive interactive experience. Sounds uh, like a whole lot of hubbub to me. Yeah, so I was, that's, I'm thinking it's kind of a, a business move for them that it's been a slow few years anyhow for E3, um, where just as the world moves on, um, and with, like, you know, they're talking there, the access of I can watch any sort of conference or anything like that from my phone, anything like that. And you figure um, the last couple of years, especially with COVID, the gaming world has kind of been slow. Um, not a lot of releases. And you've got Sony holding their own state of plays, like, semi-regularly, you know, where they're just, here's what we're working on, right? Right, And right. Nintendo does the Nintendo Directs. Um, Microsoft seems to be the only major player that doesn't have like its own showcase on its projects. So, uh, you know, you've got two of the big three that have no real reason to be at E3, right? Mm -hmm. So I think they really need the, (laughs) yeah. And so it sounds like we need to go to E3 next year. (laughs) Pass. See what, see what all the hubbub's about. It sounds like there isn't much of a hubbub. (laughs) Well, then it sounds like you would be underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Or simply whelmed. Uh, or simply so, whelmed. <laughs> did you have anything on, on E3? Um, I don't know why there wouldn't... E- well, I suppose, yeah, going back to what you are saying about Microsoft being the only one that, you know, has a reason to be there. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy E3. So, yeah. I would really hope that, like, you know, I understand that Sony and Nintendo have their own 
platform. But right. I would really like to see, you know, maybe they put some, you know, certain things aside just for E3. I, I could be happy sure. and content with that. Yeah. Or even try and get more. Um, they could pivot and focus on more of the, the smaller, like, not necessarily indie, but the few, like, developers that are independent still. Yeah. Where they, you yeah. know, they're not bought up by Sony or Microsoft, you know, and just have them be the showcases as opposed to the big companies. Which again, I yeah, I'd I'd be very excited to see. Yeah. Um. Speaking of you know Nintendo and and all that, the Legend of Zelda series producer Ig Ayanuma, I believe I pronounced that incorrectly, uh, announced last Tuesday on Nintendo's official Twitter account. He posted a video basically saying that the Breath of the Wild sequel will not make its 2022 release, um, and they've set a new goal of spring 2023. So in the video update, um, Ionuma says, For those of you who have been looking forward to a release this year, we apologize. Um, the producer went on to share that, as previously announced, the game will not just take place on the ground, but in the skies above, and there will be an even wider variety of features you can enjoy. Um, in order to make this game's experience something special, the entire development team is continuing to work diligently on this game, so please wait a while longer. So <clears throat> I think Nintendo is one that I usually have a, a bit of faith in when they delay something. Because, you know, at least they're delaying it and they're saying, yeah, we just, we don't think we can put out what we want to put out if we keep this time time, time constraint on ourselves. You know also, I, mean? I feel like they've been dropping some mad heat lately. They dropped, I mean, they have. They, <laughs> they so got the gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. They got um, Pokemon Sword and Shield that came out. Mm -hmm. And then they and released a bunch of new tracks on first? Mario Kart. Well, yeah, well, before that, they released Pokemon, uh, they remastered Pearl and Diamond, which I really yeah. want to play. And then, yeah, um, uh, uh, Ar yeah, the... Is it, yeah, is it, I, I, don't, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's Arceus. Arceus. Something like that. Ar yeah, Ar Arceus. <laughs> Arctic Circle, some shit. So, something like that, which, look, but it looks really good. And then they still released Kirby. Right. So, I mean, I feel like it is bummed. Well, I really can't say a whole lot. I haven't beaten uh, Breath, new, of the Wild. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, I still need to. So honestly, that's kind of like a swipe of sweat from the forehead thing going. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God, I have time. <laughs> Bought me a year. But so, you know, they dropped a whole lot of stuff. So I feel like I'm like, OK, well, you know, that's OK. Yeah, they're, I still they're have not just leaving us high and dry. Right. Yeah. I still have a ton of stuff I could do. Yeah, that I can work through. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's a good thing that they're like, you know, we want to make the thing that we wanted to create and we don't want to release like a, a buggy half finished game and still charge you full price. Right. Right. Which so is a hundred percent. Okay. With me. Yeah. It's a welcome delay. Speaking of delays, <laughs> Obi-Wan's been delayed by two days and it will now premiere on Friday, May 27th. And we're actually going to get the first two episodes. Uh, of the series right on day one there, as opposed to just the single episode release. Which I am so hot and bothered about. Like, it's not even funny. And I wonder... So I know that after, I want to say it was Loki, that switched it up from being um, Friday releases to Wednesday releases. I wonder why they're deciding to go back to Friday. Like, if it's they've noticed that maybe it takes a couple days for people to watch it because they get the free time on the weekend or what, so they want those first day views. I don't know. I actually, I actually know the reason for that. Oh, okay. It's because the Simply Won't podcast comes out every Wednesday, so make sure you guys tune in for that. 
every yeah, Wednesday. They don't want. They don't want to compete. You know? Yeah, they can't handle the smoke. Can't handle the heat. Like, <laughs> it's too much. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's obviously it's not not a major news story. It's just interesting that. But they felt bad enough about the two days that, like, on they posted a video. They got Ewan McGregor to come back in, Obi Wan himself, and basically be like, "Guys, don't freak the fuck out." But we're gonna push it back a couple days. But you're gonna get two episodes. So they were like, if if you know if Obi Wan drops the news, they can't be mad at him. But I, I feel like there's a lot of hype behind it because yeah, so they want to make sure. Yeah, especially with like Mandalorian, Book of Boba, stuff like that. You know, everything's been coming out, and everyone's been really excited about it. Yeah. Um, you know, so people are I feel like are just on the edge of their seat because they're like, oh my god, Obi Wan Kenobi's well, and, coming and, back. And, and you figure Obi Wan has been in the works for, since before the Solo movie came out. Um, cause originally it was going to be a movie and it had, um, James Mangold who directed Logan attached to write and direct it. And then that oh. just fell through after solo flopped. They were like, yeah, we we're scrapping the, the movie ideas. And, uh, and then it got picked back up as a miniseries. So it's been long awaited. And, uh, yeah, I think it's like the only solo series, you know, or like solo project that I wanted. Like, I was like, just give me fucking Obi-Wan. I don't care about Boba Fett. I don't care about fucking solo. None of it. Give me Obi. And, yeah, uh, and it, it's coming. Yeah, I feel like just from the small snippet of the trailer that I, I've seen, um, I feel like it's just. I'm not sure, you know, uh, if that's his natural hair, if he's wearing a wig, but he's starting to sure. get a little gray. Right. And so it's just like if that's natural, like it's just full circle. Yeah, and I would not be surprised if it's natural because, like, I've seen him in interviews and stuff where he's got a full beard and things like that, and he's mm-hmm. got grays and stuff in it. So, I mean, you figure he's like a forty-five to fifty-year-old man. So, yeah, he's he's right in the right in the sweet spot there. Yeah, you got any more thoughts there? Uh, no, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I wasn't too bummed that it was delayed just a couple days. If it would have been like a month, I probably would have been a little more bummed. Um, right. But the fact that they were you know, cool enough to be like, listen, yeah, we're sorry we got to push it back, but we're dropping two episodes with it, so hopefully that can make up for it. And I feel like yeah. that blew out of the water. And honestly, like, the, it, if they hadn't made a big announcement about it, it wouldn't have been news. The fact that it was moving two days. You know what I mean? It, right, yeah. Because that's nothing. But, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. <clears throat> After years, okay, you probably don't even know what this is. After years of false starts and just sitting in development hell, the Crow reboot seems ready to be on again. So have you seen The Crow from like I 1994? I have not. Yeah, so it, it was like, I think it did really well in theaters. Like it was monetarily actually pretty pretty successful, but it got this like cult following as like a goth <laughs> idol, okay? So The Crow, um, <clears throat> it was an indie comic uh, by, I, got his, I wrote his name down because I didn't want to forget to give credit, James O. Barr. Uh, it was from the 80s, and it's about this man and his fiance who are, like, um, assaulted and killed by a gang after their car breaks down. And um, the guy, the man, is brought back to life by a crow, and he just goes on a revenge mission to kill the people responsible for his and his wife's deaths. Um, okay. And so they made a movie about it in the 90s, um, you know, an adaptation, probably one of the earlier, like, indie comics adapted to uh, a film. Um, but it actually had Jason Lee the son of Bruce Lee uh, in the lead role. And he was killed pretty famously on set in an accident, not too dissimilar from what happened with Alec Baldwin. Okay. 
uh, where you know there was a, a weapon with a blank was supposed to have a blank in it, and um, I, I don't remember all the details, but basically the the blank fired and lodged right in his chest and killed him. Um, and so it did. It built up this this cult following and all that. But I really enjoyed the movie, um, and they've been trying to reboot it. It had like three sequels, and the last one came out in like 2005, and then it just they were all like direct to video uh, after the first one, and mm-hmm. then come like. 2010, I want to say, they started like, yeah, we should reboot this boy. And it hopped around from director to writer to this person's going to star, this person's going to star. And the last I had heard about it was like 2018, 2017. And Jason Momoa was set to star in it, which is not the image of <laughs> the crow at all. <laughs> you know, like this, this, you know, relatively thin goth looking guy. And it's just Jason Momoa. <laughs> I but, just uh, I hope to see Jason Momoa with like some of his hair covering one eye. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just got like a he's got like a Blink One Eighty Two or Pierce the Veil T shirt on and skinny <laughs> jeans. But no, so actually, I'm much more happy with who they announced um, to play him in this you know final shot at it, which seems to be going forward. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise the Clown um, in the oh. It movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's he's he's, and they announced that. I want to say yesterday. I think I saw it was a pretty recent article. Um, that he's going to star in the reboot, um, and it's going to be directed by Rupert Sanders, who uh, directed Snow White and the Huntsman with Kristen Stewart, and yeah. he did Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I haven't seen that, but I really wanted to. I, I didn't either. That one kind of flew under the radar for me. Uh, but it, it's it's set to start filming in early June, and they've already given it a $50 million budget, which is relatively low, but I can understand the hesitancy to give it a lot of money, right? Sure. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, The Crow doesn't have, like, big supernatural powers. It shouldn't be effects heavy. Um, and it would probably do best, I think, as a rated R project, so it makes sense to give it a lower budget anyhow, because you're limiting the audience. Um, but I'm just happy to see see it again, and it's one of the few that... Like, yeah, you know what? It's been over, you know, 15, almost, it's almost been 20 years since the last movie. And it was a direct-to-video, so really it's been more than that. Right. Um, Yeah, so it's one of the few that's like, yeah, we could probably reboot that. And enough people don't know what it is that you could probably draw in a lot of new audience members. Yeah. Um, And it's actually being, the script is by Zach Balin, who just got nominated for an Oscar for writing King Richard, which is what uh, Will Smith won his Oscar for. We're not going to talk about it. I don't want to get into no, the drama. No, no. Um, but yeah. So, do you have any thoughts on that? I know it's kind of um, not something you're familiar with, but like, uh, yeah, I would like to see. Like I mean, the premise sounds interesting. You know, uh, you know, a crow brings back a life, some dude, and he just starts going on a rampage. I mean, who? I mean, uh, of course, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'd like to probably see the originals first before I see the new one, just so I'm caught yeah. up. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to, it, especially going in like kind of blind on it. Right, and Bill Skarsgård, I, I like the idea of, when I was reading about Bill, I'm trying to see if he'd done any other like action movies or things like that. Not really, but he's got um, a couple coming up that sound like they might be more in the action uh, genre, so he might be trying to rebrand himself as not just the horror guy, right? Because mm-hmm. um, he's got, he's actually going to be in John Wick Chapter 4, probably as a bad guy, because mm-hmm. he's, got, he's, got he's got the face for it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know how you feel about John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, the setup kind of is like a John Wick on on crack, right? Like, yeah, or a John Wick on acid, where it's you know a man coming back for revenge, right? 
and just going on a rampage. I'm going to get the guy that killed my wife in this instance, not just my dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. John so Wick I'm... 1, cinematic masterpiece. John Wick 2, cinematic masterpiece. John Wick 3, it was pretty good. Pretty good, John yeah. Wick, <laughs> But John Wick 4, I don't know why, but like, I get so excited just the thought of it. Yeah, they really need to, I think they need to wrap it in. Because, yeah, it was yeah, like, I agree. John Wick 3 was like, all right, how many times can, uh, can he do two shots in the chest, one shot in the head, move forward, punch a guy in the neck, two shots in the chest, one shot in the head? And it was like, all right, yeah, I've seen it for three movies now, and it's it stopped being interesting halfway through this movie. Like, you need to find some way to mix it up um, and, and give us more than just more of the same for four movies yeah. in a row, you know? I will say um, they, they did a really good job at the end of the third one um, mm-hmm. leading up to the fourth one, like getting me excited for it. Yeah. So I'm not yeah, sure maybe if the they end, was already... Like, yeah, I'm not sure if it was like planned to have a fourth one or how many they're trying to make, but... yeah. If they wrap it up with the fourth one, I would be very excited for it, and yeah. I'd be very interested yeah. to see what happens. Yes. Um, any more thoughts on uh, the crow? Uh, no, no, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, so, Moon Knight is actually the highest-rated first episode for a Marvel Disney Plus show, despite some political troubles. Um, so, Rotten Tomatoes critics score of eighty-seven percent for the first episode, and an audience score of ninety-four percent. Um, we actually can't really rely on IMDb scores right now because it's being review bombed by Turkish citizens over the mention of the Armenian genocide. So if you remember in the episode, um, Ethan Hawke's character who kind of runs a cult, uh, is running down all the things that his goddess could have stopped. He feels, and he lists the Armenian genocide and without getting in too deep or too involved, um, in, in like some heavy political stuff. Uh, the Armenian genocide was carried out during World War I, and it involved the killing and deportation of Armenians by the Ottoman Empire, and like roughly, potentially one and a half million people died as a result of it, and the Turkish government, which is, you know, was the Ottoman Empire at the time, still considers it a legitimate action that doesn't constitute a genocide. So, because they don't recognize it as a genocide, a lot of the people were pretty upset that they called it the Armenian Genocide, and they've been review bombing it with one-star reviews in an attempt of, like, you know, petty, you know, petty revenge, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to get too involved on it, because we plan on doing a wrap-up uh, when the series concludes. I think it's only six episodes, maybe a little bit more. I think it might be seven. Um, but so far, I agree. Like, I love the first episode. Um, and I like the angle that they're approaching the character from, um, trying to avoid treading over the same, like, story beats as you always do in an origin story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, without getting into that, I do like the angle they've taken to a kind of avoid that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm very excited for more episodes. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it was just super good. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just with, I don't want to get into it, but, like, I just I I want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, and with Oscar Isaac... Um, I just, I really hope that it's more than just a series. Like, he ends up being folded in. Yeah, Os- he, he's so talented. Oscar Isaac, I feel such a good year for him. I know we talked about that briefly, but he, just yeah. everything he's been in lately has just been nothing but amazing. Yeah, he's just, he's bringing the gas, you know? Yeah, he's, yeah. Fuels <laughs> in the tank, you know? <laughs> uh, so, and then for all the Game of Thrones fans... Uh, the prequel series House of the Dragon has received a release date of August 21st, 2022. Um, 
And interestingly, I noticed that it puts the release window about 12 days before Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, The Rings of Power. So it might be like a little bit of a petty, like undercut by uh, HBO, right? Trying to keep their status as like, this is where you come to see modern fantasy. Um, Right. But I do think, honestly, that House of the Dragon has a bit of an uphill battle because a lot of fans were unhappy with the way Game of Thrones ended, myself included. However, I mean, obviously, this is a different... It's It's got some of the people that worked on the original series, but it's obviously it's not the original series. So I'm trying to keep an open mind about it. But, like, my excitement for the brand really is diminished. Um, but I did watch a trailer, and it made me a little bit excited. And reading more about it, I was like, okay. Um, this one's going to take place about 200 years before the original series. And it follows the House Targaryen, which uh, is Daenerys's family, uh, during a bloody civil war. And it stars Emma Darcy, uh, who seems to be an up-and-coming actor with a few TV credits, mostly on British television, uh, as Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen. And Matt Smith, uh, most famous for being the 11th Doctor in Doctor Who, but we also just saw him play the villain in Morbius. Um, and he's playing Prince Daemon Targaryen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Like I said, I'm not... I'm both excited and not. I, I'm a little nervous, honestly. I slept real hard on... Uh... Game that of dragon show, yeah, whatever. It's yeah. <laughs> that no, dragon I slept, show. Yeah, I slept real hard on it, um, just because I don't know. I just never got around to it, and then I heard the ending was uh, mutt butt. Yeah, so, I, <laughs> so I was like, oh well, I guess I don't want to watch that. Right, and that's the hard part. Is like, there's days where I'm like, man, I really kind of want to rewatch that because there is a lot of gold like in the early seasons. Um, but then it just, man, it just takes such a steep dive. And honestly, I was the same way. I had slept on it, but my wife was like just over the moon for it. And I was like, all right, fine. Like we got HBO um, Max. And I was like, fuck it. Like the final season's coming up. I'm just going to binge it. And I did. I binged it in like two weeks and caught up just in time to like the day that I finished catching up was the day that the finale aired. So I got to watch the finale with my wife and, um, I got a really good image of how quick the the quality declined because it was like I watched the first seven seasons in the matter of two weeks and then eight came out and it was like, well, this is just different. Like, this isn't as good as it has been. What happened? Um, and I mean, that's it's kind of a dead horse. I don't want to tread the same ground as other people have a million times. It ain't got no gas in it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it. yeah, it, it really took the steam out. So I hope that this can kind of get out from under that shadow and be a good series, because obviously a lot of people are putting some work into it and money and sweat, blood, and tears and all that, and you would want it to be successful, because if it's good, the fans will enjoy it, and it gives us something new to, to enjoy and take in, and it gives them, obviously, some some joy that the thing they've created is, is good and people like it. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of <laughs> Matt Smith... Boom. I've got a segue for you. Morbius for time. Oh. Oh, you didn't see that shit coming. That shit came right out of the blue. All right. Yeah. So Morbius, I, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way now. I wrote it down and uh, it's not it's not gas, but I love it. Morbius, more like lesbius, please. Right? You, right? Because more. But Thank less, you for listening want... to the episode. If you guys like it, <laughs> <that should be. laughs> yeah, because like, I want less of it. Uh, so performance, <laughs> the domestic box office is estimated to be about $39 million for a global total of about $84 million. On a budget 
estimated to be about $75 million before marketing. So best estimates put the true budget, including the marketing, somewhere around 125 to 150 million. So this film is actually well on its way to breaking even. The reception uh, reviews seem to float between bad and mixed at best, um, with a few like hardcore fans being very passionate about their love for it. I was reading some of the the Rotten Tomatoes user reviews, and I think there's a lot of unwell people there. I thought it was the movie of the year. Yeah, no, so did they. Uh, It's currently sitting at a 5 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Metacritic has it at a 36 out of 100 from the critics, and a a 6.5 out of 10 for the user score. And Rotten Tomatoes currently has a critic score of 17%, and a user score of 70%. So... There's a little bit of a divide there, uh, but there does seem to be uh, a few people bringing up on the internet that it's possibly being brigaded by like hardcore Jared Leto fans and uh, like just vampire fans in general. Yeah, that they're like just mass reviewing it well on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, whether they've seen it yet or not, and calling it like just an Oscar masterpiece and stuff. And like. Somebody said, yeah. and like, I don't want to get into We're not going to bash on it yet. Uh, somebody straight up said Oscar winning performance by Jared Leto. You're joking. Like, no, like dead ass. They said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to like me when I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah, so the cast and crew, uh, it's directed by Daniel Espinosa, who made the movie Life, which was the space alien one with... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, he, it's got the writer team, Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, who <laughs> dropped gold like Dracula Untold and Gods and Kings. Uh, and obviously the cast, you've got Jared Leto, who plays Dr. Michael Morbius. Matt Smith is Milo. Jared Harris uh, from Chernobyl and the Crown is Dr. Emil Nicholas. And you've got Adria Arjana from, I, I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. Uh, from Pacific Rim Uprising and True Detective, and she was Dr. Martine Bancroft. And then you got Tyrese Gibson from Transformers and Fast and Furious, and he was Agent Stroud, and his partner was played by Al Madrigal, uh, who was Agent Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Christian, you got a plot synopsis you can read off to me, since I know you're not going to make it up on the this- No, absolutely. <clears throat> Dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others from the same fate. Dr. Morbius attempts to... De- uh, oh, hold on, Whoa. let's retry this because even the Google is not in order. I believe what you mean is biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. Like I, That's exactly what I said, but uh-huh. Yeah, like you stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Are you in my head? Yeah. Do you want to just get into it? Like that, we're, We won't spoil it yet, but I don't think there's a lot to spoil uh, in general. But we'll just we'll save as much as we can until we say spoiler. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go I've first. got a lot. I say you should probably go. First. I've got a lot. So, uh, story notes. It was just bad writing. Yeah. There was a lot of points in time where I felt confused or lost throughout the story. Like, there's just either so much going on at points or... you just you're just not smart enough to get it. uh, You might be onto something. (laughs) No, go ahead. But I just felt lost, and there's... uh, 
there's some liners that like you know because they try to make this a very serious film um yes yeah that yeah i've got some notes on that yeah and you know for trying to make it such a serious film it it just flopped it's just i was very disappointed with it um the chemistry between the characters this wasn't adding up there was a lot of plot like potholes in it um just like the entire time I'm trying to figure out what is the point. Like, you know, where is this going? Right. I mean, that's all, that's literally all I have. That's not spoilery because everything else leads just to points in the movie. Right. So I, I got a little bit more non-spoiler stuff written down than you, but my, uh, my spoiler stuff is like pages long. So story notes, spoiler free. Um, felt, I felt like there was a few different edits of the movie maybe. And we got the Frankenstein's monster of all of them. Um, where maybe it started off as one thing, they didn't like it, so they re-edited it, and then they're like, well, I think we need that scene from the first cut, and it just got all pasted together, and we just got a hodgepodge uh, at the end. Um, It was mostly boring, I thought, with a few moments that made you go, you know what, I wish this movie had more moments like that. Um, It was largely unconnected, you know, to other properties. Sorry to interrupt, but I... Yeah, 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 just so I don't, yeah, I don't forget. There were parts throughout the movie that I remember. I we were talking about afterwards, and I was like, I wanted more of that. Like that had, the the movie had potential. It did, yeah. And they just something in there that they just didn't find. Um, It was pretty forgettable, honestly. Like as I started writing my notes, it was like things came back to me. Oh, right, yeah. But if you'd asked me, like gun to the head, what was your favorite part of the movie? I would have struggled. Um, yeah, I, I wrote this movie happened to me. I sat in my seat and the movie just kind of washed over me and then it stopped happening and I got up and I left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I remember, uh, like halfway through the movie, I looked at you and I was like, I gotta go take a leak. And I got up and I went to the bathroom and I'm, you know, standing in the, you know, the little urinal stall. And I look yeah. behind me, and I see just an empty, you know, toilet stall. And I thought to myself, I was like, "Man, should I just try to squeeze one out and scroll on my phone for a little bit to kill some time?" And then just, I was like, "Pinch a loaf." <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, I should probably finish this." You know, it wasn't even <laughs> so that. Like, you just didn't want to leave your boy hanging in there, did you? Yeah, I was just like, like "Yeah, that's I, it." Yeah. I, I gotta go, but I definitely took my time walking back. I was looking at the wallpaper that they had yeah, in the yeah. theater, admiring posters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just makes me think of the uh, uh, is it Pablo Escobar meme where he's like yeah, standing yeah, in the pool, just his arm behind his back. Yeah. Yeah, just moments like that. I I definitely felt myself. Uh, so my characters in chemistry, without getting into spoilers, I said that uh, Doctor Morbius is hard to characterize. He is in quotes funny. At times, and at others, he is deadly serious. He seems to be like the bad boy of science without being a bad boy at all. Dr. Bancroft is a love interest of sorts, but there's very little chemistry between the two characters. She seems to be opposed to some of the science experiments of Morbius's until she just isn't. And so it was kind of hard to get a read on like her moral compass. Um, Morbius and Milo are like best friends and they're brothers after being in the same hospital for what seemed on screen to be like a day. And I never really bought their relationship. But Matt Smith was actually like a really big bright spot for me. He was a lot of fun to watch. And it seemed like he was having fun playing his role. Um, 
the FBI agents literally could have not been in the movie and it wouldn't have changed anything. Yeah, yep. Uh, I, and I honestly think, and this kind of goes, and I'll have to elaborate um, once we get into spoilers, but um, I think Agent Rodriguez, which is his partner, uh, was supposed to be the comedic relief in a more funny version of the movie that they cut. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. And that's that's all I have that is that I don't consider spoilers. Um, so we'll just we'll rate it. Um, obviously, I think it's it's pretty obvious that we think it was overwhelmingly good. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, correct. No, no, it was incredibly underwhelming. Um, uh, yeah, I, I set the bar really, really low for it, and somehow yeah. it beat the bar. Yeah, I yeah, I just I had heard bad things, and I was trying to keep a clear head, but I was like, okay, I need to be prepared. For it to not be good. Uh, and it wasn't. So that was good that I prepared myself. Uh, spoilers. Do you want to start? Yeah, you do your spoiler notes. Because I've got. I'll have to take a breath before I read mine. No. Yeah. yeah you're all good. Um, yeah. You know. Starting back up with the story notes. And it having bad writing. You yeah. know. There was. It, it, they cut out so much. Comedic relief that we saw in like the trailers. Right. Um to make it like a more serious film, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that per se, but there was a specific line I wanted to point out where Dr. Michael Morbius, uh, is in jail and they have him mm-hmm. chained up to the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, they left this one in. This happens. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to drink blood every so often or else he, he basically starts tweaking. Yeah. Like, and, um, <laughs> he's fiending for it. <laughs> he's fiending for it. He is just thick with it. But so yeah, he hasn't he hasn't had blood in so long and he's starting to tweak and the detectives are looking at him and he's like, "Sorry, I'm getting hungry. You're not going li- to you're, you're not going to like me when I'm hungry." And I looked over at Colin and I busted out laughing. Yeah, we, like, I had, we, like we made eye contact and we both had a look of like no fucking way. Like, no. Nah. Like, that's so there is no other way to put it. That's cringy. Like it's like that yeah. can't be real that they tried to do such a serious take on that. And I felt so bad because there's people in there trying to enjoy the movie, which I don't <laughs> see how they could. But like right. I'm covering my mouth like you know, with my shirt, like trying to hold this in because I'm like, no fucking way. And, and, it, like, and it threads that needle where like I'm like, was that supposed to be a joke? You know? <laughs> and I don't <laughs> this. Like it wasn't delivered like a joke. But it sounds like, oh, it's like a joke for the audience, maybe. But we, if it was, we laughed. Like, they nailed it. But yeah. we weren't laughing at the joke. We were laughing at how fucking much it made my face pucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then just the, there's a lot of, uh, like I was saying, you know, going into the, more of the writing, there's a bunch of potholes. Uh, Dr. Martine. Plot, plot holes. Plot holes. Yeah. Holes in the plot. Thank you guys for listening to the Simply Wellen podcast. <laughs> um, no, but there's a lot of plot holes with Dr. Martine, you know, that you were saying earlier, just supposedly there's this chemistry. They kissed once or twice on screen, and yeah. that's it. There was nothing else that was romantic about it. Right, and the kiss was like, okay, I guess they're, they're kissing because the story deems it necessary. Yeah, and it was like, I didn't get it. It didn't feel natural. Um, I felt like Milo, uh, his character, I would have been more interested in. I felt like out of everything, I was most interested in his character. Yeah. 
um, just because with it, he really did seem not evil per se, but like, you know, he has just, you know, he went from not being able to use his legs to literally being able to scale buildings. Yeah. And he's like, if I got to eat bitches to do that, I'll do it every yeah, day. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll do it. Where Michael Morbius literally like you couldn't, you couldn't get a read on him of like, is like what he's just a dude. Like, you know, there's no good or bad. And I know he's supposed to be like an anti-hero, but it just, it he didn't. I didn't get villain no, or hero. Yeah, I was about to say, if anything, maybe it was a slight villain. But like, yeah, there's nothing heroic about his character. No. Uh-uh. Um, and then going into some of like the visual effects into it. Uh-huh. They were fine. Like they weren't bad. Like it wasn't like bad CGI. As a matter of fact, I know we got to talking about it. There was actually a good, um, you know, uh, shot of him being, you know, Morbius, um, yeah. and seeing all the details on his face and everything like that. That didn't look bad. No, huh? but I, I said like just you can tell that you know when they move real quick or when they're running or jumping or flying, um colors like whatever color shirt yeah, or pants they're wearing yeah and it felt like i was at times watching like a starburst commercial mm-hmm. yeah. so i was just like what's going on i just just all the streams are in the way i can't see what the hell's going on it, like what am i watching it is just a blur there wasn't i mean and this is the part that really threw me for the curve there was not a whole lot of action that stood out to me no uh-uh like no, at all. And, I said, like, for action, I said, pretty bland and hard to follow visually. Um, a lot of slowdown shots to give you an idea of what's happening. And Morbius and Milo just look like cats swatting at each other. Yep. Where you're like, okay, yeah. I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden it slows down and you're like, okay, it just looks like two cats threatening to hit each other. Uh, and then it's just, then it, you like, the, the big scene from the trailers is like the scene on the cargo ship where he, he turns for the first time and he kills everybody. And if like it could have been interesting because it had like some horror movie vibes to it, but it just wasn't shot very interestingly and it wasn't exciting when it probably should have been. It's like the first action scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it really was like you see him break the door, which I thought was, you know, somewhat interesting. It's like, okay, you know, it shows his strength. He's strong, yeah. And then it just goes into the guys walking down the hall and they're just picked off one by one and it's fairly quick and then nothing said about it yeah and not interestingly either it's just you see a scream and a gun drop or this guy gets picked up in the air it was all like okay we've seen this in jurassic park and right you know any number yeah. of horror movies alien you know and then really the only i suppose action scene because you know morbius didn't fight anybody really like that were uh -uh. In that was interesting um but yeah, I suppose the only fight between him and Milo that was somewhat interesting was, you know, when he summoned the bats with his Percy Jackson powers. He Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has echolocation and he can like right. summon bats, I guess. Right. And he dips his hand in the water and like you know, the water all rapidly, starts to vibrate and ripple. Yeah. And then a bunch of bats come in, and I remember I, I leaned over and I was like, I didn't know we we're watching Percy Jackson the Lightning Thief. Like yeah. this is this is crazy. What a cool reboot. Um, right. Like, as the bats are circling him and picking him up and, like, he's just fine now, I just, to myself, went, word. 
yeah like you know it's like okay did they heal him how did they he- like if they just put in more yeah. detail like okay yeah, how he did they the heal road. him yeah and it, it, i don't know <laughs> i say i can i can take a big breath and just read my whole list to you if you want yeah lay it on me because i just i i feel bad for dogging on it so hard but like I, there's just there's not a lot of bright spots for uh, for me I, yeah all right <clears throat> Okay, there's a scene right at the beginning from the trailers as well where he's in a cave in Costa Rica and he cuts his hand open to attract all the vampire bats and it just kind of happens and it feels like there was supposed to be a couple scenes ahead of it explaining why he was there. Uh, the first 20 minutes or so do a shit ton of jumping around where it's Costa Rica and then you're looking at 25 years earlier in Greece. Then it jumps to Morbius receiving a Nobel Prize for inventing artificial blood, which they invented just so that he didn't have to drink human blood. Uh, and then you are just in the hospital where he has finished his research on the bats that he caught 20 minutes earlier in the movie. Um, it really feels like there were scenes that were cut for time, potentially, because a lot of times if a studio lacks confidence in a movie, they'll cut the runtime down so they can get more showings in per day to try and make as much money as they can before word of mouth cuts the legs off the box office run, right? which I really would would expect this to maybe be that kind of case. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of money, Milo just has fucking money, even though he's been in the care of Dr. Emil his whole life. Uh, he can afford, like, hired thugs and a cargo ship and shit like that. And, and he he's just in a funded all of Morbius's work. He's got a mansion with guards, and it's like, what's this guy do? And they never really address it. Um, Morbius goes out on a cargo ship and injects himself as the first human test subject of a substance that he saw kill a mouse before bringing it back to life. And it kills him, and he comes back to life and starts eating the shit out of everyone on the cargo ship. I did actually have a bit of peaked interest during the scenes where he's, like, back at his lab and he's studying his new condition. um, And he's kind of taking a truly scientific approach. Um, It was interesting to see him figure out what he could do and how long he could remain in control of himself. Where he's, like, measuring the time between, like, feedings, basically. Yeah. And he's, he's using the artificial blood. And like I said, the artificial blood was kind of a MacGuffin to keep him morally better than Milo. (sighs) Milo comes to see him. Uh, Oh, I did say this is the first and last time we see Dr. Morbius do science. Um, Milo comes to see him and is like, sick at work, stick me, boss. And Morbius is like, no, you'll uh, you'll turn into a monster. And so Milo's like, fuck you. And he leaves. And somehow Milo got a hold of a vial and must stick himself while he's still in the hospital because he eats a nurse down in the basement and uh, just everybody assumes obviously that it's uh, Morbius that did it. So Morbius goes to jail. Uh, when Morbius gets out of jail, he and Milo uh, fight and they just, they fly around like a couple of spooky ghosts blown in the wind. Morbius finds an abandoned lab underground that thugs are using to print counterfeit bills. And he manages to just repurpose it into a lab for him to manufacture poison. Uh, he tells his quote girlfriend that he refuses to drink human blood. So after he poisons Milo, he intends to poison himself as well. Uh, and his girlfriend later dies, tells him to drink her blood so he'll be big and strong when he fights Milo, and he does. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him when Milo just gives him a scratch across the tummy. Uh, <clears throat> you said it probably more um, aptly than I did, but I said Morbius has vibrators for fingers and calls an army of bats <laughs> in that somehow heal him. <clears throat> he just dips his fingers in the water and they just... <laughs> Uh, Morbius discovers the art of bat bending and pins Milo down long enough to poison him. His girlfriend opens her eyes. Morbius fucks off into the night and the movie stops. 
that was that we need to go to like wikipedia and that needs to be just, the synopsis just copy paste it uh i thought the movie <laughs> felt like it was originally less serious uh and they cut out all of the fun but forgot to replace it with anything compelling um we kind of touched on oh. it I, it felt cringy oh his girlfriend's a vampire too now right yeah 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 she's yep. dead opens her eyes they're red and then like i said he fucks off into the night and the movie stops um yep. And, like, I can't stop thinking about the fact that we laughed out loud at a fucking line that I'm almost certain was supposed to be serious. Like, <laughs> he says to the officer, I'm getting hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. And, like, there's no, it's, it didn't feel like a, a wink and a nod. It was just, oh, my God, it just made us cringe. And <laughs> hey, But who hasn't been there? Yeah, who has not? Uh, no, and like there's a bunch of stuff cut out. Like you talked, you touched on some of the humor being cut out, but like in the trailers, there was a bunch of connections to Spider-Man and things like that. Where mm-hmm. like there's a, f- uh, a photo of like graffiti on the wall behind him. That's uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit from okay, yeah. the sp- from the Spider-Man PS4 game, though. So it's like yeah. two two ways removed. Um, but it has the word "murderer" spray painted across it. So that's obviously a reference to like the MCU Spider-Man. Tom um, Holland, yeah. And uh, and then in one of the other shots in that same trailer, you see um, Oscorp Tower from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. So it's like, okay, what what world does ex- does this exist in? Right. Or, or it, with the multiverse, is it like a, a universe where all of those things exist at the same time? Not obviously the same Spider-Man, but you know, it's that suit. Andy's a murderer, and that Oscorp Tower. I don't know. Um, that lead to them making a new Spider-Man? Maybe. Like, maybe this universe has its own Spider-Man. But I thought uh, they did a really I, good job with Tom Holland, what they just did. Yeah, exactly. So it feels weird to... And, you know, I've seen people saying maybe this is the Amazing Spider-Man universe. Um, which, okay, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know that I want that either. Because, um, yeah. like, the first two Amazing Spider-Man... Like, the first Amazing Spider-Man was... It was pretty okay, you know. Like I wasn't angry at it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Amazing Spider-Man Two was really not great. Um, where like they kind of went, yeah, we're gonna make sequels to this bitch, and then didn't. So again, maybe that lends credence to the fact that this is them going back to the well on that. Um, but yeah, I just uh, Adrian Toomes um, is in one of the trailers as like there's a meeting between him and Morbius at the actual detention center. Um, and, and none of those things are in the movie. Like that would have made a lot of sense to bring Adrian Toomes in there. If he's going to be in this. Right. Uh, and they could have just used the, the explanation of like, he's a variant, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be the same Adrian Toomes, but, uh, they do. None of those things happen in the actual movie, but Adrian Toomes is in the post credit scenes. Um, and he's just, he's pulled into the Morbius universe somehow, uh, like through the purple cracks in the sky from uh, No Way Home, even though that's not at all how that shit works. Like, right. he's from the MCU, so he stays in the MCU because the way that all worked was that people outside of the MCU that knew Peter Parker was uh, Spider Man got pulled Wait, into the MCU. Correct. Yeah. And then and at then, the end, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, as well as. It's so it's so hard to tell whether, you know, going back to it being jokes because Adrian Toome, mm, mm-hmm. the first thing he said was, let's see how good the food is here. Right, yeah, and you're like, okay, so. Which, again, if that scene was originally in the movie and not a post credit scene, 
that lends to my theory that the movie was originally a more funny movie, and yeah. then they made it more serious. Which, um, yeah. Which I don't know that it would have been better as a funny movie, but you can tell where they there was an original tone, and then they adjusted, and it didn't it didn't work. Right. Um, so the post credit scene. So yeah, like you said, he the first thing he says, you know, he's like, yeah, he he just shows up in a cell in the prison, and you know, obviously there's a prisoner that wasn't there that now is, and he's claiming to be a man named Adrian Toomes. So that's all over the news. Uh, and then the that's the whole first first uh, post credit scene, and then there's a second scene where <laughs> uh, Morbius is just out in the desert. Uh, like yeah, why is he still alive? You know, he says like fucking uh you know i'm not gonna eat human blood whatever i'll kill myself before i do that well guess what he was running out of time and uh he's still around and he just meets him out in the desert and is like uh yo what it is and uh tombs just rolls up and is like doesn't say much but he's got a different like a, a slightly different um vulture suit on and he's like yo like a couple of guys like you and me we could uh we could make some good and fucking <laughs> morbius just goes interesting and then it just stops. <laughs> Cuts. Yeah, it's didn't make any sense. No, it was yeah, it was just and like I don't know if both of those scenes were supposed to be in the movie originally, and there was a different post credit scene, or maybe there was originally only one post credit scene, and it was that one. But that they would introduce <sighs> Adrian Toomes in, earlier in the movie, I don't know. Um, there was actually uh, an interview that I read today where the the director made it sound like there was a whole storyline that got cut out of the movie, which might explain why the FBI just kind of doesn't have anything to do in the movie Mm because they may have been more prominent. And so who knows, there might've been a bunch of stuff as a part of that storyline that we just didn't get to see. And that could explain why it feels like there is something missing. Yeah. And I I don't know. I really like Adrian uh, Toomes character in Spider-Man Homecoming, so it's just like, don't don't ruin that, please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't don't stain that. Which again, that's why I think they probably could have gone with the variant route and been like, yeah, the, you know, there's a an Adrian Toomes in this universe as well who becomes yeah. the Vulture. But I don't know. <sighs> Visual effects. Uh, I said it was pretty inconsistent. Um, a lot of the fight scenes are just two CGI blurs just spinning around each other like the Tasmanian Devil, <laughs> and. The vampire face that Morbius and Milo have varied wildly. It looked like a Snapchat filter at times, and then other times it looked like good prosthetics. Um, mm-hmm. Like like you mentioned, there's a couple where his face is... Uh, specifically, the one that I thought of is at the end, bat-bending Milo against the wall, and he's yeah. like growling or yelling or something, and he's snarling, uh, and it looked really solid. I mean, it looked like a man's face, or you know, a creature's face, right? Yeah. But just the the difference between, like I said, there are times where it just looks like a Snapchat filter, or you know, you open your mouth and it, and it the face goes scary. Fuck, it was exhausting and it wasn't good. Like, do you want to say your final thoughts? Or you don't need to say mine first. Because like I'm done. I want to. I want to move on. <laughs> I'm getting mad. Yeah, my, my <laughs> I'm getting all worked up. Um, <laughs> yeah, my final thoughts is you had so much potential with it. And I personally, I'm not a fan of Jared Leto. I've just heard a lot of bad things about him. Um, just some of the stuff he's done. And it wasn't necessarily the acting that was bad. I think it all really came down to writing. Like, just it wasn't good. See, the, it, you know, right. 
they had a, they had a really good. I feel like they had a really good shot of making it a, a good movie, and they just yeah, kind of there blew is it. something in there. Yeah, and they just blew it. Yeah, they just didn't. Yeah, I said uh, I had pretty low expectations going in to see Morbius, and they were pretty much met. It wasn't a total dumpster fire. It was just so damn plain and boring that I never want to sit through it again. I cannot shake the feeling that there was a lot more movie there originally, and I don't know if it would have made the movie any better by keeping it in or not, but what we are left with feels incomplete. Um, yeah, I just... There was stuff there that I think there was... It, like, if they did a real... they, I feel like they tanked the character. You know, there's something there with that character, but I don't yeah. think it's with this one. Like, with this, I don't think they can bring him back. They would have to do some real hard work to make me go, oh, shit, Morbius is in this? Yeah, and that's going to be such a hard thing to do, because, I mean, if they try to redeem him with, like, a second Morbius before they make a Sinister Six, right. I'm, I'm not, not going to go see it. Well, if we're still doing this, we will, but... Well, I guess. Are those applications <laughs> still going for the second cut? <laughs> <laughs> Just pull me out, coach. I don't want to do, do this anymore. Yeah, no. Get me off this wild ride. <laughs> uh, so, you know, what you've been thinking about this week, Christian? I'm glad you asked, because honestly, I've been thinking about a couple things. Yeah. First, I'll read. I'm still thinking about cryptids. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Christian's Cryptid Corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Christian's Cryptid Corner. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about uh, <laughs> the skunk ape. Uh, this animal, the sk- you heard me. Uh, this creature originates in Florida. Flow right up. Um, I bet there's a lot of people in Florida that have been described as a skunk ape. <laughs> no offense, Floridians. Oh, hell, that's what they called me in high school. Um, right, yeah. So you know the description. I have two. Uh, this large, hairy mammal is said to inhabit the southern United States, but it is most often spotted in Florida, Florida. Uh, it com- it gets its name from the unpleasant odor, which has said to be similar to rotten eggs or methane. Although <laughs> reports of the creature were most common in the 1960s and 70s, sightings still continue to this day. But the most famous ones took place back in the year 2000. And then I have um, just a big know. hairy mammal that smells like farts. <laughs> it's just a guy. Like <laughs> that's me in high school. Um, <laughs> But then I have one. Uh, there was a reporting uh, in the early 1800s with a family in Key Largo going to the sheriff's office um, claiming that the skunk ape was stalking them. They even tried to pass a bill uh, that was pending until 1977, and then they called it calling for the protection of the skunk ape, but unfortunately it did not pass. Uh, skunk apes reports have been issued in the Miami suburbs throughout the years. So, I mean, to this day, there's still... I, just, I can't stop thinking about last... It was last week or the week prior how I said that there's usually... Um, you know, I, I don't believe in the supernatural, so I like to look at what could be the, the, the true part of this, right? And I just like the idea of them just seeing a NASCAR fan in the dark and going, my God, it's the skunk ape. Do you smell him? Yeah. Do you smell that thing? I don't know, <laughs> man. Florida's pre- Florida's wild, dude. So <laughs> if I feel like if there was to be a creature, it would probably fucking pull up in Florida. 
Yeah, but the skunk ape. That's that's what we're rocking <laughs> is the skunk ape. Yeah, you done heard. Yeah, yeah. So you heard it here. When the world gets invaded and skunk ape comes out and, you know, helps rocks, us. Just rocks the, rocks the shit. Yeah, yeah. I said it here first. So you said you had a few things you were thinking about. Is that it for Cryptid yeah. Corner? Yeah, for Cryptid Corner, that's all I got for this week. Um, you know, as always, you can definitely reach us out at um, simplywellmailbag at gmail.com if there's any cryptids that you wanted uh, to be read. Um, I like that this is like your backdoor pilot for your own podcast. Yes, I love them. I love cryptids. Uh, I've also recently tried taking up lucid dreaming. Word? Yeah, it hasn't worked. Um, no. <laughs> well, you know, I like I have one of those LED lights that change color in my room. And uh, so I'll turn it to like a, a deep purple and I'll put like uh, white noise on in the background. And typically I'll have it like it's like a bedroom, but like the windows space or like you're in a space cruiser or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it'll play for like 10 hours. And I read that like if you lay flat on your back and keep your hands at your side, um, it like confuses the brain to keep you awake as you fall asleep. So your brain's just more active. So when you have a dream, you're more likely to be like, oh, I'm dreaming. No, I'm dreaming. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure if it's just <laughs> when I lay you're on my back. To spend a lot of time looking at like faces of watches and looking in the mirror a lot. Because then in dreams, when you look in the mirror or look at the clock, like the faces will, of the watches and stuff will be blurred. Um, and if you look in the mirror, you won't be in it. Like it'll be blurry. I just and so that's a good trigger within the dream to go. Oh, that's not real. Well, I'll I'll fall asleep, and that's it. And then I'll just wake up to my alarm, and I'm like, well, that fucking sucked. What a fucking bust. Yeah. <laughs> I just I basically just went to bed uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortably just laying on your back with just <laughs> in the background. Um, I lucid dreamt once on accident. Really? Yeah. I was taking a nap, like a couch nap where they just kind of hit different. Where I'd been, oh, like, oh, those are the best sleep deprived, you know, working as a, a waiter and stuff. And I was like, man, I came home at like three in the afternoon. I was like, I'm going to take me a little cat nap, you know? And I laid down, I blacked a little, out, a little napping nap. And I had a dream that I was being chased by zombies naturally. And um, I, I ran to my dad's house, and the railing on the front of the house was wrong. And for some reason, that was what made my brain go, this shit ain't real. Wait a minute. Not the zombies, but the railing being wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> made my brain go, oh, we're dreaming. And it was weird. I was like, oh, I'm dreaming. And then I started to fly up, 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 up until I woke up. So I didn't really get to do anything with it. But I did have the weird realization of like, oh, I'm dreaming, and then the dream kind of falling apart as I woke up. I've I've only ever had like one really really bizarre dream. Um, I still I was like in high school, maybe like my junior or senior year, mm -hmm. and I remember I fell asleep, I and I woke up, and I got up and I opened up my door to go downstairs, and it was just black. Like, it was yeah. like, you know, no house was there, nothing. So I was like, that's pretty weird. Close the door. Yeah. And I looked out my back window, and it was still, like, my backyard. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just hop out here, because that seems logical. Right, yeah. And as I lifted up the window, um, it, like, it started to flood. Like, water was coming in. 
So with my Bear Grylls expertise knowledge, I was like, well, I got to swim out of this bee. So I yeah. swim out the window, and I'm just swimming up and up and up, and then I hit the clouds, and like I got on top of a cloud, and you know, like miles w- away, there I just see this old guy sitting in a chair, which I presume <laughs> probably in the dream was God. Um, yeah, which is interesting because I'm not religious, um, but he stood up and he was all of a sudden right in front of me, and he touched my forehead, and I woke up, Branches. and that's it. And I've never. I've never had anything like that. Did you pee the bed? <laughs> I don't know, man, but it was after I had White Castle, so I'll probably steal <laughs> from him. From... <laughs> yeah, that, that'll do it every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Crave case, man. It just gets yeah, me. It just gets you. Yeah, you had the meat, sweet, the meat sweats in your sleep. <laughs> meat sweats. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also been thinking about, of course, uh, the day before coming out here soon. Very excited for it. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and then as well as... Uh, Holy hell, you're just Mr. Thinker this week, aren't you? I, I told you, I've been thinking a whole lot. Um, well, I'll just call you Play-Doh, huh? Yeah, you know, fun to play with, not to eat. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but really, uh, space. You know, Space always fascinates me. I've been playing Kerbal Space Program, uh, right. thinking I would be able to really you know, just master this game. Yeah, and, you've and not that's it. not the case. I've, you know, me and my assistant, we've set up multiple days of trying to launch a spacecraft into space and try to get to land on the the moon. But it's almost like it's rocket science. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. What about you? What have you been thinking about? Uh, so I've been using my iPad to draw in my free time, and I'm not good at all, but I do enjoy it. Um. Where I've I've done a couple things where I'm like, oh shit, that was really good. And then I show it to somebody and they're like, Oh, that's you're going for some abstract art? I'm like, it's an eyeball. And they're like, Of course it is. Yes, <laughs> an it is. Eyeball. <laughs> of course, yes, it is. I'm like, well, maybe I should look into those apps that are just basically coloring books. Um, so like there's not not such a steep skill curve where I can just okay, they've already got the picture drawn, I just fill it in, right? Because I do enjoy it and it is relaxing, but yeah, I want to feel good about it when I'm done. Um, and then I bought this, this eyeball, and in a weird way, it looks like a butthole. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, why are you drawing anuses? Like, that's my mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a portrait of my mother. Uh, no, I bought a game for my Switch called "Where the Water Tastes Like Wine," um, and oh, it was cool. it was super cheap. It was like a four dollar game, uh, and it's about traveling the U.S. Uh, and it's really simple, like art style. Almost looks like paper, like folded paper. Um, sure, <clears throat> but it's about traveling the U.S. and discovering stories from the strangers that you meet, and using those stories as currency for more important characters you meet in the future. So, like, basically, you know, I might meet meet this guy and his son hanging out on the side of the road with them, and I find out what their story. And then I move on to the one of the bigger cities, and somebody there has something that I want. I need to give them the stories that I think they want to hear to get what I need from them. Um, and so it's kind of interesting and it's just as simple, like, you know, you're walking forward and then you get a a prompt to choose this option or this option when you're talking to somebody and then you get a story from them and then you just keep walking. Um, so it's super simple, but like I said, it was only like a $4 game, but the art style and the gameplay loop are pretty worth the like low price of the game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a nice chill game when you're just wanting to 
uh, you know, relax and lay in bed and play something. I mean, hey, there you go. I've been... I don't think I have any new games I've been playing. I, I, damn it. I really want to get back into Animal Crossing. I've been thinking about it. it for like ever, and I know I mentioned it to you. Yeah. I just, I lost my Switch charger, and mm-hmm. I just, I accepted defeat. Right, yeah, you're just like, well, I'll just never use it I was again. like, yeah, I was like, I'll never play my Switch again. I guess this is what she's, it is. She's dead, yeah. <laughs> you lived uh, not a long life, but you lived a good life, Switch. <laughs> by so. God, you had a life. <laughs> what do you say? Let's dig into our mailbag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a letter. Um, much, much more brief than the last one. Yeah, I wonder what's inside. Um, oh, careful. Yeah. Don't want to get copyrighted. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. We're, we were short. We were brief. Uh, so they wrote, Overwhelmed Heroes of the Internet. So I'm guessing that's, that's us. I do want you to know that the subject line said, um, let me pull it back up here. Uh, I thought you would appreciate it. It says, yes. host number two, what a letdown. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Whoa. Which is odd, because they never mention you in the, in the email. Just the subject line. Um, following the April Fool's joke that was the Morbius release, snap. <laughs> What are some of the greatest comic book or sci-fi failures Hollywood or television studios have forced us to experience? Sincerely, let down in Louisiana. I think, I think that's like a play on Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> um, Just let down. Some big sci-fi letdowns. Yeah, or comic book. Um, and not necessarily letdowns, but like failures or... Just, wow, that was not good. Um, I First one that came to mind for me was the Fantastic Four reboot from, like, 2017. Uh-huh. It was just not good, like, at all. It was kind of like a Morbius, where it just happens to you. I didn't go to the theater and see it. It was on, like, DirecTV or something, and I fell asleep, and when I woke up, the movie was still going, and I just, I was like, fuck, and I left the room. I went to a different, I went somewhere else. I'm trying to think of the name... I can't remember what it's called, but basically it was about you know, this group of teens um, and they found like this crater of some sorts mm-hmm. and they all got like powers from it. And are you talking about fucking, oh my God, you it's, shit. It's in that, it's, it's in that footage. It's fucking, oh my God, what the hell? Why did you do it, this to me? It's all taking place on that ca- like a handheld camera. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a point of view film. Oh, uh, fuck you. It is not Project X. It is Hold on, let me pull it up here. Son of a bitch, people are yelling at us right now. It's got Michael B Jordan in it. Yeah. It's uh, you want to know something funny? Not like you'll fucking piss yourself laughing at this, but um it's the same Writer director as the uh, Fantastic Four movie I talked about, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's wild to me it's Chronicle, and what's wild to me is that Chronicle is a great movie. So you're high on crack. I I just didn't enjoy it. it you was... were also like ten years old. You just I mean, didn't I re- know what art was. Whoa, whoa, settle down. Um, you and your fucking Neanderthal brow. What? I don't have a unibrow. <laughs> Do I really have a unibrow? No, uh, no, you're you're perfect. Uh, but I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It just you skunk like ape. Gas. 
Whoa. All right, settle. Easy. I'm still tender. <laughs> no, yeah. So you're wrong. I'll tell you that. You're. It's a good movie. You just you need to watch it again. Uh, but so each is their own. Don't. No. Yeah. I mean, there are things that are subjectively and objectively true. This is one that's objectively true. It is a good movie. Um, fucking. I'm gonna say something that might stir the pot. The Rise of Skywalker. You didn't like it. No. Uh-uh. I left the theater uh, and went, uh, boof. <laughs> I thought, um, Force Awakens, I thought was good. I uh, had the yeah. same concept of A New Hope. Yeah, I mean, which, it was, yeah, it was a fresh, which it was, was okay, let's, yeah, it wasn't an exact ripoff, but it was pretty damn close. Yeah. Uh, Last Jedi had its moments, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't hate the Last Jedi like most Star Wars fans did. Yeah, I yeah, like I said, I think it just it had its moments where I was like, "Oh my god, this is gas." Um, I think the worst thing that the Last Jedi gave us was the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, where the Rise of Skywalker, instead of deciding to just press forward with what the Last Jedi did, went well. We we need to undo that, and spent so much of the movie undoing it that they didn't fucking wrap anything up. Yeah, like, it's just a little like catch up. Uh, fucking another like rough that they're gonna say that line is fucking Oscar Isaac going somehow the Emperor came back and that's just the only explanation that we get it just didn't add up and it just, just wasn't making sense I agree with you on that with you know, Rise of Skywalker like I, I can get behind that I didn't like the Kingsman 2 very much Ooh, I haven't seen that yet yeah, the Golden Circle. I didn't like it. Like, mm. I really enjoyed Kingsman uh, Secret yeah. Service. The but first the one was really, really just good. wasn't it. Yeah, the Golden Circle was, it didn't. It wasn't gas or nothing. <laughs> I I am really excited for um to off off topic here uh, yeah, yeah. the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh yeah, um uh something like the unbearable weight of incredible talent or something like that. I I thought it was called Nick Cage. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it looks amazing. Like it looks like obviously it, the whole thing's just a joke. Um, yeah, and it's got that boy Pedro in it. So yeah, Pedro Pascal, my man. He's he's hot stuff right now. Yeah, between him and Oscar Isaac, that, that's Hollywood's good years for them. So Hollywood's got themselves a big wet spot for those guys. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's. I'm sure as soon as we stop recording, I'll think of like nine other movies. Um, as we do. Oh. Ooh, fucking the uh, uh huh, the Inhumans television show, dog ass. Yeah, yeah, bad. Like not good. Like you have a hard time finding it on Disney Plus because they don't want you to. Yeah, they purposely try to hide it. Yeah, they're like fuck it. We don't want anybody to watch that shit again. One of the characters in that, her name's Medusa. Her hair is like she can. It's like prehensile. She can control it like tentacles. And uh, they just fucking shave it off because they didn't want to do the, the effect. Well, so then she just doesn't really have a power at the end. Uh, there's a guy who can basically see the future or can see like all possible um, pathways in front of him, like during a fight or when he's trying to escape or whatever. So he's, you know, he's got that enough of a precognition that he can get out of most situations. Right. Mm -hmm. Guess what happens to him? What happens to him? He trips and falls down a, a, an embankment and hits his head and forgets who he is. <laughs> like dead ass that happens just sounds not good 
it's not good. And like, that's only like the first three episodes, and I haven't watched past that. There's like eight episodes, and then they just canceled it and didn't talk about it. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, so I don't know. I'll, I, like I said, I'll think of like nine other things after that, after we uh, get off here. But uh, I think that's all I've got at the moment. How about you? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm a little biased. I'm a huge sucker for sci-fi films. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'd really, really have to think about some. I know there was one Netflix original. Uh, shit, I can't remember what it's called. Um, it was basically about... Uh, uh, Altered Carbon? No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, basically it was, they sent a, a ship, uh, a spaceship full of Mm -hmm. babies into Mm -hmm. space because that it was like on a course to, um, could, I think maybe Mars or another planet to colonize. Okay. And they just start to rebel. Okay. And, you know, as, as they grow. Okay. Um, and I just felt like it could have been a little more. But I can't, I can't remember the name of it. Let me see here. I forgot to start a timer, so Lord knows how long we've been going. The Orbital Children? No. It had the same guy from, I think, Bandersnatch? It wasn't Lost in Space, was it? No. That's for the that's the Robinson family where they crash on the alien planet. And they've got the robot. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, danger. It really just kind of. Gotta tell you, you brought up a riveting point. Yeah, I don't know. Just Another life on there. Oh, uh? no. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you got yeah. anything more? Um, I, I think that's really all I've been thinking about lately. As it goes with the email we got i'm i'm pretty set and yeah again we want to thank you guys so much for your and support uh if you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to give it a great review and tell your friends about it word of mouth can be one of the biggest endorsements uh out there that's right (laughs) (laughs) christian if people wanted to get in touch with us uh to give us some feedback ask us questions send us a nice letter talk shit about you how would they do that yeah, so if you definitely wanted to send in a nice comment about moi, you could let us know at simplywhelmedmailbag at gmail.com, or you could follow any of our social medias at Twitter is going to be whelmed underscore simply, and then on Instagram at simplywhelmedpodcast. That's right. Next week, we're thinking we're going to give a, a bit of an in-depth look at the upcoming Sonyverse movies. Um, like, there's a Madam Web project. We got Craven the Hunter coming up. Um, and it really seems like Sony is pressing this thing. They're going to force this whole uh, shared universe of Spider-Man villains into existence. And uh, I would at least like to be informed on it going in. Maybe it'll get me excited for some bad movies. Yeah, they're going to be shoving it down our gullet. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, you got, any, got anything more before we move on? Before we leave? Uh, no, I think I am all good there. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We will see you next Wednesday. Bye. <laughs>